of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I'm letting it play. It's such a good song. I'm sure Brian Munson's hanging out here singing this, too. Welcome back in the morning, Hook Up. Let's bring on our guy, Brian Munson, HuskerOnline.com. Brian, what's good? Vicariously, I always lived through the news in the (laughs) 80s and MTV generation, man. I tell you what, dude. There was a, I, I, I was, I don't even know how old I was, but they came to the Nebraska State Fair one year, and I was so disappointed when we didn't get a chance to go see him, man. I, I was such a fan of, of him. Still some good stuff, man. Still still generally, you know, like, we'll put on Jacob's Ladder from time to time. Just, uh, that's that's still some good music in my book. I'm probably probably going ahead and uh, aging myself, everybody out there, pretty easily, huh? Well, look, I, that's but, right. I'm sitting across from Will, so we get your age. I think there is... <laughs> No cooler <laughs> name of a band than Huey Lewis in the news. That is just bad air. They they owned they owned that uh uh generation of MTV years. I mean them and the Go Go's and and it was almost like they were synonymous. They were on about every thirty minutes it seems. So um yeah, there was uh that was that was quite a day and age to be growing up in when the MTV actually played music. Yeah. Who can remember those days? That's the that's like ancient years ago for sure. So, uh, Brian, kick it off, man. Uh, you look up, and the Dolphins got a gift for you. The Bills get a win. Now they're sitting, uh, you know, comfortably up there, coming up with the Dolphins visiting this week. Yeah, and, and they're predicting like seven or eight inches of snow. This, Welcome this to a. Show. So it's 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 like it's like the shoe is on the other foot when uh, Buffalo makes the early visit to Miami and is in the sun all day long on South Beach and it's 150 degrees on the turf in the sunshine and they're looking for IVs you know by halftime. Now all of a sudden the boys from South Beach uh, to bring their isotoner gloves gloves up to Orchard Park and uh, hopefully it's enough to keep them warm. So I, I I really feel good about things. It's great that Milano is healthy. I know that it sucks that Von Miller's out for the season, but Milano's the engine of that defense. I mean, you guys saw it. He mm-hmm. he bent Mike White like a pretzel. Um, and uh, and and I think things are are they're finding some good stuff up front with Rousseau. They're finding some ways to kind of get some pressure. They got to get Espinoza back. Um, I, I still not feeling like the, the offense is as crisp as what it needs to be, and uh, I think some offensive line guys are still kind of banged up, but uh, I think they'll have enough in the tank to get past Miami. I really could have used, just for just for giggles, you know, last night I could have used the Patriots losing to the Cardinals, but tough to do without Kyler Murray. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brian, I'm trying to figure out, like, I know – 
how to how to go this because man, you, have you ever been this busy in a cycle? Like we've got a new coach, got a new staff. I look on huskerline.com and I'm trying to figure this out because you're a busy man. Twelve hours ago, thirteen hours ago, thirteen hours ago, twenty hours ago. These are like times of articles that you put out in like hours after each other because it's like Cameron Learn, excited interest in Nebraska. You've got to commit. You got to commit. Oh my goodness. God bless you, sir. Yeah, Gunnar Gatula. I still have Andrew uh, Metzger to, to go up. I was tracking down <laughs> Princewell last night. I was trying to get uh, updates from two other guys to see if they were taking visits this weekend that we know about. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to say their names yet because I'm yep. trying to still c- confirm that. Uh, it's look, we we've gone from an incredibly busy weekend, and I owe you know Grant Hanson and Sean Callahan a lot of credit as well. It's not just my name that's out there that are in the pin post. You're seeing a lot of people in the pin post covering recruiting right now. It's all hands on deck, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know they they all kind of see it the same way that I do. But I mean, you had 18 visitors basically, or 19 visitors, I think, between like Wednesday, Thursday to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and this coming weekend, you know, we're already up to 10. Mm. Um, it's 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 quite the deal, and in fact, there may be another one coming in on Sunday. So it's 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 going to be double digits again this weekend. This weekend's got a little bit more of a a better blend, I think, for people as opposed to you know it was a high concentration of commitment still last week. But you're still going to get in like Barry Jackson, Raleigh Van Poppel this week that were unable to make it in last week. But and and Bryce Turner will be coming in and, and Dwight Boodle, but. You've got some more guys coming in, you know, um, Mason Goldman's a guy, and Kyron Jones uh, goes by KJ. KJ's an interesting dude to keep an eye on because that's a state sprint champion from the state of North Carolina, committed to North Carolina State, but obviously they've got some turmoil there within their offense, and Nebraska has made him a priority to kind of get him in for their offense. But there's, there's some dudes. There's some dudes coming in this weekend, and, this last weekend was a lot of fun to to cover, and we even had guys that we were confirming on Saturday that we knew based on, you know, coming into the basketball game, or we just heard this, or we just heard that. It, it, it was really an exciting weekend to kind of do it, but, but to your point, I was up last night till 11.30, 11.45, and I was back up this morning doing other job work by 7.30. It's just the nature of the beast right now, but that, that all kind of changes after December 21st. I've only got about eight more days to kind of work through that. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Brian Munson with HuskerOnline.com. Brian, we did get some uh, other commits yesterday, kind of run down some of those commits and, and give us the rundown. I mean, they're not eye-popping players, but, I mean, they, Coach Roll, he's setting the foundation, you could say. Yeah, Sincere Safila uh, from IMG Academy uh, down in Bradenton. Originally he's from Hermitage, Tennessee, you know, this is a guy that didn't play on the same national team that Cameron Lenhart did. I want to make that very, very clear. Mm-hmm. Sincere is a high school graduate. He's essentially at like the post grad prep academy at IMG. So that that is something that I think that people need to kind of uh, kind of get clarified, like in their minds, like why maybe they have not heard about him before. He's been playing on a different field than some of the other folks, you know. Um, so that that's something to kind of keep in mind there. But then Kai Wallen, you know, committed like I don't know, like an hour and a half after that or something like that, and uh, he visited. So and 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 uh, really quickly, Sincere will come in 
this coming weekend. Nebraska was on campus at IMG yesterday mm-hmm. to see Lenhart and Sincere, and Sincere committed face-to-face with the coaching staff, and he will be up at Lincoln this weekend to kind of check things out. But Kai Wallen, uh, defensive end from Sacramento, California, American River Co- Community College, he was in Lincoln this last weekend for an official visit, six foot six, two hundred and thirty five pounds, you know, kind of kind of an edge guy. I, I think more of a, a two point hybrid kind of guy that they can you know, they could put on that edge spot, not necessarily need to put his hand in the dirt. He can he can do some different things for you. He can I think he's more of a weak side guy when you kind of see his film and how you kind of imagine things working with that that 3-3 stack that they're kind of talking about, but also could play at that second level and kind of walking him around a little bit and moving him to different places. He's a good athlete. He's got great length. He, he's equally good against the pass as he uh, as a pass rusher as he is as, as a run defender. So a really interesting guy to kind of watch. But, yeah, got both uh, Nebraska got both those guys yesterday. We've got Brian Monson, HuskerLine.com. Brian, when you look at this, obviously this is all about relationships and the recruiting uh, cycle a lot. And, you know, also there's a lot of other stuff, NIL, what the university has to offer and all that stuff. But you're seeing a lot of these guys. I mean, uh, Leonard even said he made it like a real quick connection with this staff. Um, yep. And you're seeing a lot of that from those recruits. That's an attribute to what Coach Rule, I think, can bring. And I also think maybe the age and the experience of his staff are connecting with these players real quick. I totally agree with you, and I thought I thought it was really interesting talking. So, let me I'll, I'll let your listeners in behind the the behind the the, the uh, curtain here a little bit too when it comes to Lenhart with another comment here shortly. But going back to what you said about Lenhart, Lenhart, um, he has had to he's he's gotten this this great uh, vote of confidence from Matt Rule and his staff to get reoffered, like one of the very first guys to get reoffered. And then he had to kind of develop very quickly, like what you said, and came to Nebraska for his second official visit, loved the visit, et cetera. Two things he said last night. Well, one thing he said and one thing about how he said it. He said that he is totally in love with the fact that Nebraska is now recruiting people from the the part of the country that that he is from, where it's New Jersey and Philadelphia. He's originally from Staten Island. So that's not a guy that's that's really originally from Florida. He's from New York. So that that staff, you know, there's there's other guys that are coming in from Philly. Judy that was there last weekend from A and M. He's a Philadelphia kid. Um, Nebraska is definitely targeting that Philadelphia area, which is kind of right there in Penn State's backyard a little bit, right where. You're trying to trying to invade that part of the state, but it's it seems to be at least there for the pickings a little bit. Um, but I will tell I'll tell your listeners this. In all my time of covering Cam Lenhart, leading up to his official visit, going through his commitment, and maybe the month or so after his commitment, going up to the point where he decommitted, I, I don't think I ever heard the kid as happy as I did last night talking about Nebraska. And and that is a very 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 true statement that I'm trying to get it across to you guys. He he was giddy. He was giddy about what's happening at Nebraska. He was incredibly happy. Before, it was almost like he had to do a move to Nebraska out of default. Cause I think that there's you know, potentially a girlfriend at Penn State. I think that there was obviously a desire to maybe go end up to be a, a Nittany Lion. 
Um, and I think between the coaching staff being so approachable, being so young, uh, being so energetic, you know, reaching out to him so early after they had been kind of named, uh, I, as well as recruiting other players from that part of the country, I, I think he's seeing it as a better fit than what he ever did under Scott Frost. His girlfriends ruining, <laughs> ruining college football every single day. We're talking to Brian Munson with HuskerOnline.com. Wow. Uh, Brian, you know, you go back to Baylor and what Matt Rule was doing there with recruiting. You know, you look at his recruiting classes, weren't exactly high up on the rankings, you know, but I wonder if he was there long enough, if, if that would have changed. But are you expecting that to be kind of the same thing here for a while? Because, you know, we know we could develop guys. And, I mean, because you basically what I'm wondering is, can we ever get back to Nebraska getting, you know, top 10 recruiting classes, which was a thing, you know, in 05 and 06. So, sure. like, uh, you know, do you think we'll see that, or do you think we'll consistently see Matt Rule kind of get, you know, the three stars, kids that he can develop? Uh, you know, I think it's going to kind of, uh, it's going to, it's going to have to move that way. I don't think you're going to find your yourself there, you know, next week. Um, I, I'd say that this class maybe gets into the 30s next week potentially. Um, there's a number of guys that could add themselves to the list, and, and by sheer quantity numbers, you're, you're going you're gonna to kind of get closer to that point. Um, but I, I, I think it's I think it's an interesting thing because I look. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you just kind of in on the, I'm behind like how I how I kind of think about stuff, and maybe I'm being uh, powered today by the the truth and honesty of my of of, of Mr. Leach, you know, that's kind of mm-hmm. fueling me this morning. I, I think that when when people tend to look at the players that would go to Baylor over a Texas or an A&M when it comes to being an in-state kid in Texas, there's, there's a naturally a way to kind of, of kind of push that guy down in the rankings because of, you know, the inability to go to a, a, a Texas or to an A&M potentially. And, and I think that there's, call it the natural sequence of, 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 of nature or whatever it is that you want to kind of say or whatever you want to kind of call it. Um, I, I don't think he was ever going to get that fair shake to kind of just take that place and, and make it a very, very talented place. But I will tell you this. I, I covered the Texas Hot 100 for years and years and years, and, and I know for a fact, I know for a fact that there were really good players from this area and from the state of Texas that were going – to Baylor that we're just never going to quite get that notoriety, the players that were going to end up in Austin or College Station, and that's just that was just going to be kind of the way of the world, and 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 it, and it just they were just kind of under that radar. They didn't 100% have to look like the the best wide receiver in the state, but they had they had everything else going for them, but they didn't have the height and they didn't have that 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 speed or whatever it was. But I think Matt Rule is has got a player. And what they what he needs on that team in mind, and it's not always going to line up with with player rankings. But I think that when he talks about his ability to develop talent, I think people have got to take a look back and say, look, give him a pass on the 2023 class, and then you start taking a look at how he does with kind of grabbing players again that maybe are not, you know, in the eye or don't have the eye of the recruiting services and maybe put a circle around that, those guys and see how they kind of end up in a year or two. And I think that those are kind of your test cases and how things are going to kind of work out. But I, 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 I've really, as, a, as kind of a person who's kind of watched this thing before and see teams like, like Utah, for example, 
who, who does a great job of developing players and knows how to evaluate talent, um, they can go out there and do it every single year. And they don't have to be in that top top ten to kind of do that thing. But guess what? They're always in the AP poll, and they're always going to be there. So uh, I, I think that there's a there's two different ways of looking at it, and, and I just feel like that's the way that Matt Rule is going to kind of march. He, he knows what he's looking for when it comes to it, and it doesn't necessarily have to have a, a four-star ranking next to it. You know, Brian, with that, and uh, you've been doing this a long time and been through, you know, a lot of coaches here, and you can always kind of, like, take the 60,000-foot view for, you yeah. know, for our listeners. Draw the picture for rule and staff and the athlete and maybe characteristics of what they're bringing in. Because a lot of people are like, they don't understand Matt Rule yet. Yeah. He's only been here 20 minutes, okay? You can go back and look at Baylor, Temple. Uh, I throw out the Panthers every time, different bear but kind of draw that 60,000-foot view picture of the athlete that Coach Rule and staff are bringing in. Well, I, I think the athlete that they're bringing in, it's, it's, starting, with, it's starting with athleticism. It's starting with, it's starting with straight-line speed and, and having that ability to, to kind of put it all together on, on film and, and say, look, this is a guy that, that, that on Friday nights or Saturdays or whatever, whenever it is he's playing right now, has that ability to 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 spark, and when I say spark and, and flash on film, it's because of speed, it's because of burst, it's because of explosive plays. And I think that I think when you talk like specifically like a guy like Bryce Turner, where you've got a guy that's a ten to one hundred guy, and he doesn't have great numbers in football. I think he had seven or eight passing touchdowns, like six hundred, seven hundred yards receiving. Um, when you when you've got a guy like that, you've got to kind of see the potential of your offense and his athletic ability, and kind of put those two things together to say, look, we're talking about a guy that you know his biggest his biggest things are that he is athletically gifted. We need to go ahead and give him the ability to get him on the get off off the line when it comes to being a wide receiver, how to get the hands of a defensive back off of your hip, how to create separation, what to do at the top of the route tree, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there are things that I think that they, that they understand are coachable, but there, there's a, there's an underlying fabric to that still though, that they need to have to basically get that player to, to basically take that next level thing and say, look, you've got all the building blocks we got to add this one little thing to you, and we think that you could be dangerous for us You know, when it comes to Lincoln. So they're looking for athleticism. They're looking for some, some raw ability. They're looking for speed. They're, they're looking for length uh, is another thing I guess would also pop out to me. Um, and, and I think that they've been very, very true when it comes about their areas. You know, when, they, when they've been trying to recruit, they've been doing a lot of Florida stuff, a lot of Texas stuff, a lot of Midwest stuff. They've been doing some Northeast stuff, Philadelphia, Maryland, New Jersey. They've been all over those areas. But I, I, I think that that's generally speaking covering what, what you kind of said. But I think it's really coming down to athletes that that can develop that next part of being a crisper you know, person at their position, and and they need that coaching it from Nebraska. We're talking to Brian Munson. Brian, you know we've we've had a lot of coaches get hired. Uh, the, you know, a lot of the big positions are filled. Do you, what can we expect here in the next few weeks? Uh, you know, are you expecting a lot more hires? I mean, what what more does uh, Matt Rule have left to do? Yeah, I I think that there's still some things obviously that have got to get announced. Some things that are that are that need to take place. I mean, you saw the defensive coordinator, and that was huge to have Coach White on on campus this last week. I mean, uh, you needed it for Kai Wallen. Wallen would have had this 
big question mark about how things were going to kind of work, you know, for him, who was his DC going to be, how was he going to connect with that guy before signing day, et cetera. Um, I think as you kind of work out from there, you still don't know who your wide receivers coach is, right? Um, you don't, you don't really know still, uh, the linebackers coach, although we, we, we've talked about Dvorak from the Carolina Panthers. And it sounds like he is maybe potentially at least talking to a recruit here or there, you know, like when it comes to Hayden Moore and Dylan Rogers a little bit about, you know, who will be their, who will be their coach. Um, so I, I don't think you're going to hear Dvorak's name like formally announced until probably later in, in January. As for the receivers coach, there's not been a, mention about who that who that could possibly be there's not a guy in the pros that's making a phone call to you know to Jaden Doss or to to Barry Jackson so far that I have heard that all leads me to believe that that was going to be Mickey Joseph's spot it really mm-hmm. does I mean it really now tells me that, that that Matt Rule was very interested at least in talking to Mickey Joseph about retaining him as part of the Nebraska staff and now that that he is unav- you know unavailable you know potentially uh, not hireable either they have to go ahead and expand that search now and it's definitely put them behind you know behind the, the curve a little bit and getting a staff name but the good news is is that I think Malachi Coleman in particular has has kind of had a chance to overlook that he's connected with Matt Rule he's connected with Coach Sat he's connected with the other coaches that are on that are part of that that football staff. And I think overall, um, there's a, there's just such a, a great vibe coming from uh, Matt Rule and his staff currently that have a lot of players overlooking those holes that are still on the uh, coaching staff uh, roster. Yeah, I was going to ask. Uh, I mean, I, uh, on that, like with Malachi, how quickly is it before we get the uh, Twitter feed video before Deion Sanders is in town? <laughs> well, um, you know, that's an interesting. It's an interesting point. I mean, he's clearly getting a lot of in-home visits. I mean, there's been a lot of teams that have, that have stopped by, at least based on his feed. Uh, I'm sure Neon Dion is excited about having a chance to talk to a guy that's just down down the road from him to see if he can pull him to Boulder. I I find it very interesting that that Neon Dion has been making as many offers as as, as he has been. Uh, it makes it seem like he's going to take a class of about 50. Um, which is really, really interesting, obviously, and I like how it puts you know his picture on all of the uh, on all the edits. So, um, I, I I don't know. I, I I really I really am going to be kind of anxious to kind of see that one. But I think Nebraska uh, has done a tremendous job uh, re-recruiting uh, Coleman since he jumped out of the class. It just just from things I've been picking up you know, from the cheap seats, kind of watching that process. I'm glad I'm not the only one that was seeing all the Dion faces and the new Colorado gear is all prime gear. <laughs> yes, and I think he actually has his Twitter handle embroidered on his back, if I remember right. Or maybe that was a Jackson's face. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty wild. Whatever works. Uh, Brian, before we get you out of here, man, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, Purdue, they hired Illinois defensive coordinator Ryan Walters. What do you think of that hire? Um, I, I thought that Illinois put together a, a heck of a defense this last year. I thought that their secondary was one of the better ones that Nebraska saw all season. They, they, they hit like trucks. They were very consistent in their, in their coverage. So I, I, I do like that. And I think obviously, you know, Purdue is, 
has demonstrated before that they've got some ability to, you know, to, to recruit offensive guys and, and put a great offense out there on the football field. That quarterback, the transfer, the wide receiver, and the way that he ran his routes last year, and, and guys over the last couple, three years that we've all seen in the Big Ten play, um, it's been very frustrating to kind of see them have a better team offensively than Nebraska has. But, but on defense, they just have not had great units. I remember, I remember a couple of years ago they had a couple of really good defensive tackles. But outside of that, they've just not been able to kind of put things together as a unit. So I think it's a good hire. Um, I think that I think Tony White's a great hire for Nebraska from mm-hmm. all the things that I have read and the other and the other endorsements that he has gotten. But I think that I think the Illinois defensive coordinator going over to Purdue is is got is got some got some things that he needs to work on on that defensive side of the football. Uh, but he he can definitely get a chance to kind of pull some things together very very quickly with just some organization and kind of getting some guys pulled in there through the transfer portal. So I think it's a good hire. I think Nebraska just got the better of the two. Brian, uh, last one. You mentioned this uh, this uh, sad passing of Coach Leach uh, earlier mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, it's tragic. Uh, Sixty one years old. Uh, but I said this on the radio. In one, uh, we're we're excited in, in Lincoln because Chris Schmidt was given the, the you know the word yes by Coach Leach, and he's been on Hill Varsity with Schmidt, and he brought that personality to Lincoln on the radio waves here in town. But I said this. Yeah. I said, you know, I've never no a lot of us never met Coach Leach, but we felt like we knew him because of the transparent yeah. pirate that he was. I totally agree with you. My 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 son's high school quarterback. His uh, last two seasons of his of his high school career um, is at Mississippi State, Braden Locke. Mm, oh. And uh, in talking to uh, you know Braden Locke's dad, obviously uh, Coach Leach was a huge reason why they ended up there at the school. And uh, I feel terrible for those kids. I feel terrible for his family. 51 years old, I mean, you just put a frog in the back of my throat knowing that I'm 48. And that's a terrible, terrible scenario. The world is, 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 is a worse place for not having him in here today. And I always felt like <clears throat> he had such a way of, of cutting through some of the nonsense. And I loved all of his metaphors that he would use with his fat little girlfriends and, and with uh, the stuff with him, you know, taking the chairs and, and just kind of folding them up and throwing them on the ground because the guys didn't need to sit down because they weren't working on the football field. And um, I, I loved I loved the comments that he'd make to the to the people like the the gal the gal that was getting married and he had the marriage advice walking off to halftime. I mean, he was such a real person. And in a world where you don't see that a lot and you kind of hear it from the from the recruits every single day. Uh, that definitely cut through it with me whenever I had a chance to hear a, a leech story. Yeah, definitely a sad day, um, but so many great things uh, to remember him by. So, Brian, man, we appreciate your time, man, as always, hanging out in the morning hookup, brother. Take care of yourself. We'll talk soon. Another week will be busy, and it will be day before <laughs> signing next week, so we'll talk then. Booyah. Thanks, Brian. See appreciate you, Brian. It. Brian Munson, com right there. Go check his stuff out. Like I said, I know there's a ton going on, but you could see the, the timestamp of all his articles within an hour, hour, oh, hour. God. Uh, they're busy, man. They're staying so on top busy. of it. And I'm glad that we got a chance to talk to Brian and draw that 60,000-foot view because a lot of fans have to readjust their minds on the type of players, the athlete that you're seeing. And, Will, you're, we're talking about the, you know, the rankings was a great point to talk about because we're always, we're always so concerned. Top 25 recruiting club, top whatever. You ain't going to see that, maybe. Yeah. But you'll see it when they re, re-rank them, maybe. So. All right, we're going to get out of here on a Tuesday. Don't forget to clear your calendars for Saturday. 
6 to 8, Tower in the Square, morning hook up. Happy hour. Take care. Catch you on a hump day.